Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what is up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast, a postseason edition of the Fantasy Live podcast. Alex Gelhar, explain to me how we are here in the postseason doing a fantasy podcast. That's well, what the listeners we are We just have so much fun sitting here in the podcast studio together <laughs> that we wanted to get together and just keep talking. And there is still football. There is still some fantasy to be played. There is some fantasy to be played. We just wrapped up the season on... Sunday, so we've got a lot to talk about, like what what we learned, what happened, what surprised us from 2015, because it was a weird season. It was a weird season. All right, so let's uh, let's do it. Uh, we'll go around the horn here. We got the whiz kid from Wisconsin. You heard him, Alex Gilhar. It's uh, Tie Tuesday, and yet another day. I am not wearing a tie. Well, only right. uh, only forty <laughs> percent of us right now are actually wearing ties. That's yeah. a great point. We got uh, you heard MG, my guy Marcus Grant. We've got uh, the very stylish uh, Matt Franciscovich, the franchise in the house as well. You're rocking a a cloth tie, which I, I'm a proponent of. I advocate that with a tie clip as well. Yes, sir. And West Virginia's finest, <laughs> of course, Matt Harmon. Welcome to the podcast, pal. Hey, still not from West Virginia, but thanks for having okay, me. Okay, good. <laughs> <coughs> not rocking the tie. No, I, for, I forgot. Normally, I don't come in on Tuesdays, so I forgot. But uh, wearing a very nice sweater vest, so it's good. Not a sweater vest. It's just a sweater. It's a sweater vest. There's as far as vest. As far as as far as I'm concerned, anything that goes over a collared shirt is a sweater vest. You are the devil. (laughs) 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 All right. So what do we got, man? We got uh, we got daily. Uh, a little bit of daily. We got a little bit of a perfect playoff. Uh, playoff challenge. Playoff challenge. Just mixing all those great NFL all of the games. games All of the games. I'm mixing. Uh, Explain to to the people out there what uh, playoff challenge is. All right, well, we can get this out of the way early. Playoff Challenge is the, the game on NFL.com that you can play if you thought your fantasy season was over. It is not. It is not. How it works is you get the entire crop of players from the playoffs to pick from, and uh, you get multipliers each week of the playoffs that you have the same players in your lineup. So part of the strategy is either riding a hot wild card team or picking a team in the bye because you won't get points this first week, but you'll get double points next week. So... It's trying to pick the players, basically, that you think will end up in Super Bowl 50. And if you win, you get to go to Super Bowl 51. Hooray! (laughs) Where is Super Bowl 51, by the way? Houston. Oh, yeah. All right, so how do you want to do this? You want to do uh, you want to do playoff challenge first, and sure. then and well, then and then do the uh, 2015 season reactions. We'll, we'll do that right now. We all did our playoff challenge lineups, which you can read uh, the articles on NFL.com/fantasy. Mine normally I go with the buy teams. I kind of loaded it up with Seahawks this yeah, year. Yeah, man. Uh oh. I I like a lot of these wild card teams. Uh, I think KC KC a sneaky one too. I almost stuck it. I almost did some some Chiefs too, but. Uh, Pittsburgh a- as a wild card will, uh, you know, to me they're the most dangerous team um, in the AFC. The, well, I don't know if they're the most dangerous team, but they're the team that nobody wants to see right now. Except, except maybe the Bengals. Except maybe the Bengals. I mean, I, I played them well. Well, I say that because you know, for all of the big things and all the great numbers that that offense in Pittsburgh put up during the season, yeah, 
they struggled down the stretch with some division teams. They they laid an egg against the Ravens. No pun intended. Horrible. No pun intended. And <laughs> they came out against the Austin Davis-led Browns. And really for a half, they were in a battle with that team. It wasn't until the second half that they started to pull away. I mean, and I was I had the good fortune to be invited on the Dave Damashek football program on, on Monday. Traitor. I know. Yep. Sorry. My bad. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hold on. Hold on. Now you were accepting an award. I wasn't accepting an award for the best non-football playing guest on the DFP. <clears throat> Boom! It's always an honor to be nominated. Um, but you know, <laughs> one of the things Ike Taylor said, and I do agree with, he's like, look, when obviously having been through some of those battles in that division, you throw them, you throw everything out. I think the, the way he put it was really good. He's like, you know, if you see somebody two times a day, every day, you're going to get to know that person pretty well versus seeing them once a year. You're not going to know that person as well. And I think that's what you have in this game where – the Steelers could easily win this one. The Bengals could easily win this one. This one is, is maybe the biggest toss-up in the first round. And the Steelers and Bengals did play a close one as well early in the season, to, to your point, Marcus Grant. Uh, Kansas City and at the Houston Texans is your other AFC wildcard game. Seahawks at Vikings. Green Bay at Washington. Matt Harmon, anyone uh, jump out in this wildcard weekend that you like? The, the Washington-Green Bay matchup is really interesting because, you know, normally you'd think, like, oh, Green Bay, it's going to roll over Washington, you know, right. because they're – that happens it happens all the time with, like, this this team that, you know, theoretically sneaks into the playoff with a bad record or whatever, or like a 9-7 and seven record. I think they're going to win this matchup again, and, and Washington's a pretty easy offense to predict right now as far as their pass game goes. Kirk Cousins is on fire. Jordan Reed is great. Cousins has had 11 passing touchdowns and no interceptions in his last 10 quarters. That's insane. Yeah. That's good. That is, <laughs> that is some good football. <laughs> that is insane. And that Packers what? offense is, is not bad. good. You either. can just say it. You don't have to couch your words because I'm here. That team is bad. No, there's bad. <laughs> I mean, the team is trash. But – there are, but <laughs> I mean, he, went, I was, he went from couching to just yeah, lighting it on trash. fire. Like, well, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna open that door, I'm gonna walk right through it. But I was I can't remember who said it on Twitter yesterday, but like by some measurement, Washington's like the worst defense to ever make the playoffs. I think, and that's to, like for playoff challenge or DFS, that's gonna create some opportunities on that Green Bay offense. But like, who the hell do you pick? The hoodie. Really? Oh, Theoretically, I was looking at like the cornerback wide receiver matchups. Okay. Theoretically, it should be um, it should be Randall Cobb because he has a matchup with Will Blackman in the slot, who's not a good player. Um, like he seems like he's a pretty nice guy, but a, <laughs> <laughs> but apparent, but it, like they signed him off the street. You know, he's kind of already been like a special teamer, and he's having to play their slot corner position. Yeah. And so theoretically, it should be Cobb, but. He's been just so disappointing this year. I don't know how you can roll with that with any confidence. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Franchise, you were the one that put a bunch of uh, Washington players in your lineup. What's your What's your strategy there for playoff challenge? Well, I stacked Kirk Cousins, Jordan Reed, and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. So basically, Ooh. you think Washington is going to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, yeah. And if they don't, and uh, Kirk Cousins will still throw three touchdown passes in the, against against Green Bay at least. Like he's, first, he's on first quarter. Like on can, fire. can we this talk about that real quick? That the Kirk Cousins came out in a game when everybody knew he was only going to play maybe a couple of quarters and just came out firing in the yeah, first quarter. It was, was insane. insane. It was it was nuts. And they were I think there was a couple early turnovers because Kellen Moore is Kellen uh, <laughs> was, <laughs> he was playing started out horribly. So the Redskins were in really good field position early in that game, like several times. Uh, which helped Kirk Cousins. But there was like a fourth opportunity. He started um, the second quarter in the first drive, and they got down, I think, inside the 20 maybe. And there was a chance for him to – Kirk Cousins to throw a fourth touchdown pass, but they settled for a field goal. So, I mean, this offense is just on fire under Kirk Cousins right now. So, I think um, – and, you know, Deshaun Jackson's always a bit of a risk. He's a ho- like a boomer bust kind of guy. But if he booms – Right, and they beat the Packers, and then you're getting the multiplied points for the next round. It's pretty good. Um, the Washington stack is pretty good for playoff challenge. Uh, so playoff challenge, the way it works too is, so it's it'd be nice if you could find a wild card team that makes it to the Super Bowl because you get those first week of games, and then you get all the multipliers on top of that. But let's say you don't. <clears throat> let's say you just really like you know Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't get any points for for the first round, but in the second round you'll get. Double, double the points. Right. Uh, in the third round, you get triple the points. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you want to pick teams. You want to pick uh, teams and players that are going to go basically to the Super Bowl. So Cam Newton, obviously, is going to be a very popular pick among playoff challenge participants. And um, there's a prize, too, right? I think you win a, a, a trip to a, Super Bowl. A, a Super Bowl 51. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Next year. Super Bowl Lee. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl yeah. League. Does that mean Jet Li is going to do like the coin toss and stuff? You know? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, enough playoff challenge stuff. Let's uh, let's get to our 2015 um, you know season reactions here. A, a a crazy season. I feel like I say that every single year. I we always do, but this year in particular was a crazy season. Yeah. I mean, you look at the the top ten running back. Right. I was actually going to pull that up. Please. And uh, I'm looking at it right now. So Devonta Freeman. It's a mess. Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, D'Angelo Williams, Todd Gurley, Lamar Miller, David Johnson, Chris Ivory, Matt Forte, and Latavius Murray round out your top ten. You know who's eleven? Danny Woodhead. Danny. Danny Woodhead. <laughs> oh, and a lot, of it, a lot of it was on the strength of that with that three-touchdown game he had late in the season. Uh, right. Frank Gore four, was the – I think he scored four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. You're right. Four touchdowns in week 15. That's not cool. It's dude. funny, too, because you look at this list, and the only names in the top ten that you would have expected to be in the top ten okay. at the end of the year, Adrian Peterson and Matt Forte. Yeah. yeah. Those are yeah. the only ones you could have predicted – Possibly being in the top And 10. David Johnson started like four games, and he's in the top ten. So That's last year there were eight insanity. running backs that scored 200 or more fantasy points. This year there were only two. Wow. Doug Martin fell .7 fantasy points short, but. Yeah, five fumbles isn't helping there. So anyways, like 2015. The 2015 um, running back position was just such a, oh gosh, it was such a. Uh, you, and the other thing about it was that not only did you lose stars, this is what was kind of weird about it, right? So you lose stars. Okay, I get that. You lose stars every single year. Yep. But then their replacements, a lot of their replacements off the waiver wire were better than the guys they were replacing. Jeremy Langford in the two or three games that he started was absolutely ridiculous. Thomas Rawls in the two or three games that he started was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. D'Angelo Williams more productive than Le'Veon Bell when he started. And for the record, Thomas Rawls finished just outside the top 25. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so it, it's it's why this year to me was just, I, I mean, we talk about Charkandrick West, an incredibly productive back. Just outside the top 30. <laughs> Off the waiver wire. Uh, it, it was a weird season in terms of just how I, I, I always thought the injuries were the injuries. I, I mean, obviously, we got a lot of injuries to star players this year, but um, the waiver wire, the waiver wire this year had to have been one of the most productive waiver wires uh, in recent memory. There's no question about to your, it. To your point there, like this season to me felt like it was almost like a bunch of mini chapters of a story instead of like one long story like there were probably you could probably count on like two hands the guys that you could count on every single week of the fantasy season. Yeah, like there was the there was the Devonta Freeman like goes berserk. That's right. There was the you the know Deion Lewis. The Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. Oh my God, R.I.P. Deion Lewis. <laughs> there was D'Angelo uh, Williams was there and then he was gone and then he was back again and even some of the wide receivers were like that too. There was the. Doug Baldwin explosion at in the, the end. second half, yeah, in the back end, but even uh, like or Antonio Brown yeah. the, when he got Mike Vick. Yeah, and even even some of the guys like like <laughs> Julio Jones even like w- went quiet there for a while. So right. that's one thing that I I learned was like be willing to kind of adapt and move like on the fly and like pick up on these like trends when they start instead of like three weeks into it and be like, oh, I missed out. <laughs> um, to your point, uh, Adam Rank, we, we've got a running joke on uh, the uh, the fantasy show. He says each, this is literally a quote, each and every week I start my daily fantasy roster with, <laughs> and, and it's dot, dot, dot. And, um, and I remember in the early part of the season, he would just say, each and every week I start my daily fantasy roster with Julio Jones. And then it was, each and every week I start my daily fantasy roster with Antonio Brown. Then it was, each and every week I start my daily fantasy roster with Jordan Reed. And, and it was it was kind of a running joke, but I, I think that's kind of what you were talking about. The, this, this season, I, and I know a lot of teams play their seasons in, in quarters as well. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, last quarter, but... Uh, man, uh, I got to say, franchise, it, it, that's kind of what it felt like today or this year. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys weren't even drafted like in the first ten rounds. I'm doing a piece on top ten bargains right now, and a lot of the top ten bargains, wasn't it twelve, bro? Top, top twelve bargain draft picks, yeah, don't, of 2015. Don't, don't cut out. And a, yeah, I'm doing three at each position. Sorry, and um, a lot of the guys on that list or on this list we got that were um, waiver wire guys. 
Where well, I well a lot of them were late round picks, but we got this uh, email from our research team last week of like the players that were um, on championship, on championship, rosters. yeah, championship team. So like a guy like Doug Baldwin, yeah. was drafted yeah. super late. If at all, on, if at was all, on yeah. twenty. If at all, if at all, waiver wire pick late in the season was on twenty two percent of championship teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Barnage was a waiver wire pickup this oh, year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Nobody knew who Gary Barnage was. Started exactly, uh, and a guy like I had to do deep research to find out who he was in week three. Right, <laughs> and, right, right. And and I remember at the time, it's like, who in the f is Gary Barnage? And even a, even a guy like uh, Brandon Marshall, like pretty much everyone on the Jets was a bargain draft pick for sure because no one believed in that offense. Right. And they all just exploded. I don't know. It was we- it was a weird season. Uh, looking ahead to twenty sixteen. Um, Top five guys. Anybody? Anybody. Overall? Top five guys. Yes, overall. I mean, you start in the draft I think, today. I think, I think Lev Bell is still there. Okay. Um, you think Antonio you Brown. Think, Antonio Brown is probably a top five guy. Is Antonio next Brown year, is probably the 101 in like PPR leagues. I would I would take him tops. Yeah. Even maybe in standard. Yeah. I was just going to ask you guys, in next year looking forward to 2016 drafts, uh, is 2016 the year? Where it, it now becomes a wide receiver centric uh, draft, especially at the top. I mean, at the bottom, we've seen that for for years now. But I'm saying, at the top, in the top five, are we going to see guys like Julio Jones and Antonio Brown sneak into the top three, four, five picks? Yes, I think yeah. so. I think so. I, I mean, simply because there is more stability. Consistency, stability is probably a better word there. You know, and I, I always like. One of my favorite uh, Elliot Harrison phrases is sometimes a player's best ability is his availability. And, right. you know, that's what you had with the wide receiver position where you knew week in and week out you didn't have to worry about Antonio Brown or Julio Jones or, you know, you know DeAndre Hopkins not being available for you where every week you were checking the injury reports, the inactives to make sure this running back or that running back was going to start. And I don't think that's going to change. I mean, the the nature of the game is that being a running back is more physical and you're going to take more punishment. You're going to potentially suffer more injury. Um, And I think that uncertainty is going to change the way people approach their drafts. Zero running back started because the – like the the whole point of it was it's supposed to be an anti fragility strategy because the running backs are so fragile both right. in their roles and just naturally they get banged up because they get hit more. So that's I guess you're you don't want to expose yourself to that risk. But at the same time when you said like running backs are more cons- like they're more volatile as like from a season long perspective I think so but like week to week like you know you can count on your running back in theory to get like 15 touches but wide receiver scoring can go up and down. Right. Yeah, all right. those guys at the top of the wide receiver thing I was just looking at did have weeks where they disappeared. I mean, you expect some variance with wide receivers because they don't. That's the thing. They're more like naturally variant position right. to week. But season, like a, from a whole season, you can count on them more than a running back. Except I think this goes back to a lot of what we saw with the injuries at the running back position. And, and you know, we were talking about this in the stronghold earlier in the week. Is that you look at the guys in the top ten, and you look at I, I keep talking about Doug Martin, who I really like this year, but I liked him as an RB two. He finishes as the third scoring running back simply because of attrition. <laughs> I mean, and, and dude had fourteen hundred yards, right? But you talk about that variance. I mean, he he had a lot of variance in his week to week. The kind that if you had him as your second running back, if you had him along with a Le'Veon Bell or an Arian Foster. You're feeling really good about your running back position. When you're plugging him as your main fantasy running back, then that's where the worry begins. Um, <clears throat> didn't want to talk about so the top five. Um, how high does David Johnson go? I feel I was like just he's just going to mention him if you uh, didn't. I feel I feel like he's the one running back that I, I would feel extremely confident about uh, in next year's drafts. Yes, Lev Bell coming off of a second ACL. Uh, and, and it was not early in the year. This is this is again, um, you know, maybe halfway through the season, he goes down with an ACL. Thomas Rawls, who came on and looked like a like a beast, and I know it's it's weird to say he's looked like a beast in Seattle, but man, he did. He looked awesome in Seattle. But considering he broke his ankle that late in the season. You can't feel that confident about taking that guy um, early on. Jeremy Langford, we don't know what Matt Forte's situation is going to be. Um, yeah. it, it's just, it, it seems like there's a lot of question marks, obviously, at running back, that there always is, and that's fine. I mean, I, I cannot imagine Eddie Lacy, despite being in a contract year, is going to sneak into the first round again. 
Um, no, he's, although he I've burned seen, too many people. Yeah, this yeah. Although I will say this, I think next year he's going to be a great value. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Assuming he like gets in shape and is motivated for his contract, I can't wait to draft him. It you know next year and season long. Where does he go? Second round? Probably he'll probably slip to that second or third area. I feel like if you did a draft early. Like super, super early, he'll go in like the fourth. Yeah, you probably would. But as the season progresses and people as the see him, goes, like yeah, the the glowing reports are coming out of Green Bay. Like Eddie Lacy's in the best shape he's of his gonna, life. He, you know he's, he's gonna learned be chiseled, so man. much from last year and blah blah blah. That's contract when he's, year. That's, he's gonna be chiseled, which, man. By the way, speaking of of early hype train or smoke right. screens, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Jeremy Langford. I don't know how many of you guys saw the tweet yesterday that uh, Ryan Pace, the general manager for the Bears, is already talking up a running back rotation next year. Now, Trying to bring back? I, I don't know. I don't or know. Or Kadeem Carey. Kadeem Carey. Probably Kadeem Carey. Probably yeah. Kadeem Carey. But I mean, here we are in January. We haven't started the playoffs yet, and the Bears general manager is already hyping up a <laughs> committee. Back yes! Committee <laughs> for next season. Let's not go. Hooray! No thanks. Uh, and John Fox has no history of committees at all. No. no none, none whatsoever. None. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, not looking forward to that already. But um, but yeah, the, t- the top five. G- g- give me get, Guys, give me a, a top five r- very quickly. Uh, Lev Bell. Okay. Antonio Brown. Okay. Um, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Okay. Gronk, maybe? I, w- I might get top five. Top five? I mean, I went with him in mm. the top five in a couple spots, and I, I, I liked it. He was, one of the f- he was one of the few guys that, like, he didn't always offer you that ceiling, but he was a pretty, like, a safe play every week. Right. I, think, uh, I mean, I Julio? Think, I don't know, though. Julio? Does, does Julio creep in? Probably. I think um, Peterson is still top five. Yeah, Peterson will be top five until he's dead. <laughs> True. <laughs> not, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, th- there's got to be uh, – here's the thing, though. I, I get that in, in most standard leagues that AP will go in the top five, but let's say you're in, like, a Sharps league, right? Like, is is AP really going to be in the top five? Because there's got to be too much concern, right? The wear and tear, the age, the, the, the in, in, inevitable drop-off. Uh, no? Nothing. I mean, oh, I mean, I, I probably, I wouldn't do it because I'm always scared of the the age drop off with running backs. But and I, dude, I would take. Oh man, I mean, this sounds so stupid. Like this far away, but I would definitely take David Johnson over Adrian Peterson. I would too. I would too. I mean, I'm I'm that idiot that always falls for the upside, anyways. But <laughs> I mean, he's he's in a, the one of the best offenses in the NFL. I yep. don't really see that changing for any. No, nah, I don't. I don't see that changing. And. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, look, the, the injury bug could definitely. I mean, yeah, it's not like Carson Palmer is the model of health here, right? So, but that's the true. but that's a concern with everybody. I mean, we saw like Darren freaking McFadden played 16 games this year. The injury like label can be so up. You're you're injury prone until you're not. Like yeah. so did Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart <laughs> Jonathan didn't Stewart. get didn't get injured until you know like week 15 or whatever. Here's the upside with Adrian Peterson. Okay, I mean, one you can say that having essentially a year off, but he he turned 30 this past year. Yeah. With the year off, you can call this his age 29 season. Next year maybe is the age 30 year for him technically. Plus, I started to see a lot more Jarek McKinnon getting involved yeah. in those Dude, games. I love Jarek McKinnon. I, I think he's fantastic, love but I do Jared. also do yeah. think that will be Minnesota's way to cut down on the wear and tear that Adrian Peterson takes. I mean, he wasn't really a third down back. He was... I don't want to call him a two-down back because he's much better than your average two-down back, but a but lot of third downs, it was, it was, Jarek, it was Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata on the field. So, you know, you. That, that, Peterson, that's the way of the future. Peterson also talked a lot about a lot this year about adjusting to like being a shotgun running back and yeah. how he had a hard time adjusting to that. Um, so that's that's something to watch like on third downs. If, if, if it's Is this third and year? long, they plug McKinnon in. And Is this a year we can finally just put to bed? North Turner, his system's done. I mean, let, let's just let's just call it how, what it is, right? Like it, it's like I keep I get so tired of people saying North Turner's this great offensive mind, and then they keep saying, "Well, look at what the Cowboys the Cowboys were in the '90s, guys. Yeah. This is a different ball game entirely. His offenses have struggled mightily, given and and he's had good pieces. You go back to San Diego, Philip Rivers, um, all those running backs that they had down there, Antonio Gates, uh, the the wide receivers, Vincent Jackson." He had weapons. They struggled. He goes to Minnesota. He's got Teddy Bridgewater, a, v- a nice young developing quarterback. Adrian Peterson, not really too many wide receivers. That's fine. But <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, this is not a this is not a great offense that Minnesota is winning with. They're it's winning with defense. Fully conservative. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm very, just very much so. I'm just tired of uh, of hearing about the North Turner chatter. Uh, uh, and I would like to see. I would player. like to see what that offense does 
with uh with another wide receiver because right now it's Stefan Diggs. Well, that's I mean, that's it. Speaking I mean, Mike Wallace chat, still has speed on the outside. No, <laughs> no, don't no. He's bad. He's no, okay. so bad. I mean, but even Stefan Diggs is just. I mean, he's not. He's not a number one wide receiver. No, defense is caught up to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. But I yeah. mean, like that. That's what I mean. Like, let's put somebody else in there. Like, <laughs> you know, give Teddy another option. He was never going to get him, but give Teddy Laquan Treadwell or something. Like, let's get somebody else in there and see what happens. That would be fun. I remember, guys. Remember Charles Johnson? Remember that? (laughs) I do. I remember that. I wrote about. I wrote about like Uh, like uh, recapping all my reception perception takes. I wrote about that this past week, and that was one of them. Like, as soon as I saw that name, I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about him." Yeah. Wait, how did he grade out? Oh, he was really good last year. Oh, yeah? In in 2014, that little, like, stretch he had. Yeah. He ended up scoring really well. And I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, he's the big outside fit. He, like, talk about North Turner. He fits that profile. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it's going to be a guy to go back and watch in the offseason, but I have no idea what happened. He completely fell off the face of the earth. I felt like last year he was productive because he was highly targeted. But, um yeah. But I, it, when I was just watching him run, just eyeball test, he looked a little stiff to me. Yeah, the, the, the thing about like one, th- he graded out as like getting separation, and especially like as a vertical threat, he actually graded out better than Mike Wallace in that regard. Wow! But then what he was so, like in the below the twentieth percentile in making contested catches, and mm. you could see that all the time. Like he just doesn't have the fluidity to like and timing to go up and get balls in traffic. That <laughs> was really bad. So all right. well, there you go. Um, God, I, I lost my train of thought here. I, I forgot where I was going here. Can I make uh, one more point? Before, yes, please. Uh, on the 2015 recap. Yes, please. Like one thing that I'm definitely taking away is like, and it's been apparent before, but more so this year than ever because of all the like rotation that we've talked about. Like season long numbers are a total lie. Yeah. Like don't come around this off season being like, well, Doug Baldwin was a wide receiver ten because it doesn't really tell the full story of like how they were <laughs> volatile like week to week. Yeah. Even Brandon Cooks like wide he was wide receiver thirteen. You know that's great, but he also had like that first stretch of the season where he didn't do anything. Oh so, my gosh, where did Jordan Matthews finish? Wide receiver seventeen in PPR. No, yeah, no. For Really? Real. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So again, that just Jordan like, Matthews. He was top. top I mean, he was top twenty standard. He was number, he was number twenty. <laughs> wow. He was number twenty in standard three, league. Three yards short of a thousand yards. Yeah. Short. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What? I mean, he came on strong at the end. What is it? Did he had, he had what six touchdowns in his final six he games? He went bonkers in the back yeah. half. Yeah. I actually think he's going to be a pretty good uh, draft bargain. I agree. Hundred percent agree. Still a young player. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be going into, what, his third year? Third yeah. year. That's yeah. amazing. Come it, on. It will be interesting to see, too, because he played, like, exclusively from the slot in Chip Kelly's system. And in yeah. college, I wonder if a new coach, like, maybe moves him around, gets him outside. and Or even just, like, he can still play from the slot. But sure. get the dude downfield more. Like, that's yeah, what bit. he started doing yeah. in the back half of the Wait, season. It, I mean, Riley Cooper is running downfield routes from Gross. the slot. I mean, I don't – Yeah, it's disgusting. What's, I mean, <laughs> so Jordan Matthews can't run downfield routes in the slot? What? Why not? Yeah. I mean, single coverage, just throw to him. Who cares? What see what happens. I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Before we before we close this out, yeah. uh, this discussion. Okay. Uh Harmon Harmon mentioned because uh, we we st- we've already started writing working on player profiles for next year's draft kit. Love it. And Harmon was laughing <laughs> Love at it. kickers. Harmon was <laughs> Harmon was laughing at some of the the blurbs and positions and st- of where like Allen Robinson was obviously ranked way too low. Yeah. Yada yada yada. So Same. I thought it was fun. I've been the last few minutes I've been scrolling back through some of our articles from August to read some Uh-oh. hilariously wrong takes <laughs> that we had. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Let's last, do it. Right, Let's we'll do it. S- we'll start with Harmon. Let's do it. Oh, all right. Uh well yours was the first one I grabbed because it's easiest to got, find your your writer page on the old nfl.com. <laughs> Wonder why? <laughs> uh, Let's do it. Honestly, saying Joseph Randall will break out the season is not even close to a controversial take. The third oh. year back only had 105 career carries to his name, and therefore has plenty of room for improvement. Yada yada yada. Behind a league best offensive line on a good team and with big time opportunity, Joseph Randall is a clear cut breakout candidate. I just threw up all, <laughs> all over the podcast. Studio. Can I? Can I just wait, wait, say one, one more? One, I have one more line to read. All Randall has to do is play at a competent level to return fantasy value, given his situation. He displayed the ability to do that last season. Listen, bro, I wasn't wrong on that. I didn't know he was going to go. I didn't know he was going to go full like psychopath and like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I did not check his psyche valve. No, when I no, no, projected no. him as a breakout candidate. Can I just? say in the preseason when I was saying that Darren McFadden was going to emerge in the back half of the season because I thought he was going to be the most healthy guy and and he looked like the better fit in that offensive line. 
I remember a lot of cockeyed looks yeah. Yeah. in this room. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, and, and it goes back to the whole, I, I get he was injury prone, yeah. but a lot of guys tend to be injury prone when they're with the Raiders. And it's uh, amazing how healthy they get when they get away from just a horrendous franchise. Um, not that the Raiders are, are are that now because they've got a, a, a great young trio there and they've got a lot of hope on the horizon. But but back when he <laughs> was playing running back, it's yeah, it was it was where careers went to die. Um, but uh, Wiz, give, give give us some more of these. I, I love this stuff. This is fun. All right. So franchise in your bargains. You, you had your bargains piece. Same thing. <sighs> couple couple good ones in there. However, and I quote, I'm already on record talking Andre Johnson up in my fantasy franchise tag oh, players to no. target in drafts, and for good reason. His quarterback, Andrew Luck, arguably the best in the NFL, is building a great rapport with the veteran wideout. Johnson is a huge target on underneath routes and in the red zone. He should bring wide receiver two value to your roster, which is an outstanding oh, no. bargain for a receiver that you draft as late as the sixth round. Oh, well, no. hang on. <laughs> oh no. What do, you, what do you want from me? I uh, mean, Andre Johnson is not even in the top 50 wide <laughs> Oh, I mean, what do you is have? Like top 75? What do you have? Three touchdowns? All he year had that, one uh, good game. Yeah. He had one yeah, good game. Revenge touchdown game. in week 17. He had his revenge game. He had his revenge game, right. and that was it. That was it. That was it. And then we never but saw But in the preseason, it was all about, oh, Andrew Luck and Andre Johnson have this chemistry and – Oh, I Andrew think that brings Luck. up an interesting point, though, about you know what what to make of Andrew Luck next year. Because oh, even when God, he what played, yeah, even when he played last year, he didn't look very good. And I don't know, no. I don't know if there was an injury situation that the Colts were talking about or whatever. Possible. But that's possible. I think there. Was. I never thought looked, about that. That's possible. He looked awful yeah. at the start of the year, and then obviously he gets hurt. He's done for the rest of the season, yeah. what have you. But I thought confidence was a big time issue. Uh, he was patting that ball a lot in inside the pocket. He couldn't. He just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, and that was something that, you know, he was always been an extremely decisive thrower. But uh, but when he struggled, it just he was patting that ball forever. I just didn't understand. Let it go, Andrew. Let it go. Yeah. But uh, and, th- and that's what ended up leading to a lot of the uh, to a lot of the sacks. And then that kind of hurt his confidence. And then that uh, led to some interceptions as well. Uh, a lot of interceptions. Uh, <laughs> yes. Many. Yes. All right. All right. Here we go. This is uh, from Marcus Grant. Just a couple of weeks ago, so many of us, myself included, had high hopes for Cam Newton in 2015. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, Kelvin Benjamin suffered a season-ending knee injury, and that positivity melted away. Life comes at you fast. Carolina's <laughs> offense now consists of one reliable pass catcher, Greg Olson, one talented but injury-prone running back, Jonathan Stewart, and a whole host of question marks. That will put an undue burden on a quarterback who isn't known for his accuracy and who has seen his rushing totals decrease throughout his career. At the start of the preseason, I thought Newton could challenge to be a top-five fantasy quarterback. Now that hill looks too steep to climb. Ooh. <laughs> hey, where, <laughs> scoring hey where, did he, uh, where did he finish with rushing yards, by the way? Uh, a lot. Hold 636. On. 630? He, he, led, he led all quarterbacks in yep. rushing and yards. And 10 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. That was <laughs> that was some yeah. serious hey, look, Everything I wrote was not wrong. Like yeah. all of it was true, right? <laughs> no, Except man. for the part where he couldn't be a top five. I was with you being negative on Cam, but what we forgot was you know he just came in and was like, "Hey, man, I'm Superman. I got you." <laughs> I got you. By the record, so Cam Newton's rushing totals would rank him as the 31st running back in terms of yardage. <laughs> wow, oh, get out of here! He's cool. five yards behind Justin Forsett and Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Cam <laughs> <laughs> VP. Oh man! All right, and to That's bury my cool. to bury myself the worst, I couldn't find a, a good David Cobb take. I must have not put it on uh, an eight round kit. So instead, I'll bring you back to my first uh, the deep dive in the draft kit. And these were written when August. 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 Uh, while rookie Ty Montgomery currently has the edge in getting snaps in three wide oh, receiver yes. sets, which the Packers run a lot, Jeff Janis should be able to find a way onto the field. Janis was a size speed freak with measurables. Uh, or that Measurables Twitter was all a buzz about heading into the 2014 NFL Draft. Janice is still yeah, a bit raw, but Janice improving, and more time with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> could beget a pen- potentially fruitful fantasy season. Janice is largely going undrafted in standard leagues, but he's one of the best deep sleepers to target as the season approaches. There it is. Along with Montgomery. Someone will emerge for the Packers, and my guess is Janice. Someone him. will emerge. Boy, that was the worst part of that thing. Nobody yeah. emerged. Nobody, Nobody emerged. Except emerged. James Jones. James Jones emerged. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yep. Uh, I had to have had one in there too. Let me let me look. What quick. was that? What did I do? Did I do? Uh, Actually, yeah. If I go to this page, did I do did. Uh, busts? 
I forget if we had. I don't think I we might have had bust. those two do them actually. <laughs> bust. Uh, I did sleepers. Harmony breakout players. No, I think you didn't have. We didn't have you do one this I year. I think I took over one from. Yeah. Wait, oh, hang on, you? hang on. I got fantasy draft kit bargains in. This was in May. Oh, though. you did take one over. That's what it was. Yeah. You took over the uh, the uh, was it the bargains? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got one. Okay, please. All right. This is Jeremy Hill, running back, Cincinnati Bengals. Look, I get it. He's in a timeshare with Gio Bernard, but my God, did you see the path of destruction he laid down on defenders last year as a rookie? Oh, I'd boy. gladly take. Oh, this kind of sucks because all these guys died, but I'd gladly <laughs> I'd gladly take Hill over Justin Forsett, Mark Ingram, and even Arian Foster. I think Hill's price will vary greatly, but if he's sitting there in round three, I don't care if you went RB RB in rounds one and two. Go get him and figure out trades later. Yep, ah, good stuff. There's uh, some or there's some there's some hot Tevin Coleman takes in here. Too. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> hit me with those, please. I don't know how much digital ink I can spill exploiting uh, the virtues of uh, Tevin Coleman and uh, Kyle uh, Shanahan's one cut system. So here's <laughs> some more analysis from Michael Fabiano Link. I have him rated as a top fifth. Back well ahead of Darren McFadden, Frank Gore, Legarrette Blunt, Chris Ivory, Lamar Miller, and any running back in a Cleveland uniform. I give him a th- I give him a third round grade, meaning if you could snake his services in the fifth or sixth, huge dividends. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's why I didn't uh, make the playoffs in a lot of mine. <laughs> that <laughs> right there is why I didn't make. Which, the playoffs. by the way, James Crow, you yeah. really dug around for everybody in that Falcons backfield except Devontae Freeman. Oh my you gosh, were, you were Tevin Coleman, you yes. were Teron Ward for a Dude, couple of. I put Teron Ward inside the danger zone, <laughs> and you know. Well, here's the thing: I I, I missed on him by a week though because uh, I put did, him on the danger zone. That's true. And then, and then it was true. the week after he he went. Uh, I think he went for a hundred and a touch. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't make any sense. He Doesn't knew he he was so motivated to get in the end zone the week after he right. let you down. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was on. I just was. I, I just wasn't high on Devonte Freeman. I just you know I look at the system. That he came from in college. I was watching him run last year, and then I think about the Shanahan offense. I just wasn't high on Freeman. Little did I realize he's a little mini tank, and yeah. he just <laughs> could burrow his way into the end zone. He was so good this year. He was so good this year. He's he's definitely a first-round draft pick next year. There's no question about it. But, man, uh, yeah, I swung, and I missed. <laughs> We all did. We all did. Yeah, we all did. It's, it's almost as if this isn't, this isn't an exact science and we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, we had some interesting top ten uh, takes on there as well, right? Like uh, we, we had our uh, – in that draft kit, we had like top ten draft bargains. It was just a list. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of hits in those things too, though. Sure. In, in all of those pieces. But the, looking back for some of the misses was, was fun and it's, reading it's those It was pretty things. hilarious. There were, there were a couple good swings and misses from all of us, but I found, I found those to be more of the – hilarious ones that's great uh well why don't we talk a little bit of playoff dfs please and uh then we can daily dap and get out of here cool i like it so let's see Harmon, you're the uh, our dfs quote-unquote expert why don't you why don't you take us through what you're eyeing up for the slate i renounce the expert (laughs) title (laughs) that's why i threw it at you because i knew you wouldn't want it i know well thanks i'm gonna throw it right back wait Uh, why why is it that you don't want this crown because it's just because it's stupid and it makes people like because i'm not really an expert on anything none of us are Wait, you're not a, you're not an expert. Unfollow. Yeah, you can unfollow me on Twitter. I'm just, hey man, I'm out here just like every everybody that's listening, everybody that follows us on the internet. I'm out here trying to figure this thing out just like all of you guys are. So, yep. um I don't yeah, I don't like think that anybody's better than anybody else, man. I'm, we're all equal in this world. <coughs> we're all analysts. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Which yeah. is by the way, that's ridiculous. I, I love I love the humbleness of it, but it's ridiculous. I mean, you put in so many more hours than your regular Joe. You have access to information uh, that a lot of regular Joes don't have access to. But I would just say, forget about forget about the access, because a lot of people say, oh, I just don't have your access. If I had your access, I'd be doing whatever you're doing. That's just not true. You put in the hours, man. Like, it's funny. We, we talk about, we make fun of Matt Harmon because he doesn't, he knows football and he knows his dog, and that's it. Like he doesn't know like that many. Uh, he he doesn't watch movies. I've been working on him. He's gotten better <laughs> about that. He's gotten better about that. But uh, and it's fun. I'm like, how do you do all this stuff? I'm like, you must be single. This is accurate. <laughs> oh, wow. this, this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and it's funny too because I say the same thing to Gelhar. I'm like, how do you read all these books, bro? 
Like, you got to be single. Like, you've got I, to be single. You just get up in the morning and you grind, James. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, yeah, I'm single, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Don't sleep. That's uh, and it, it's funny because Marcus Grant, um, I, I know, like, he was on top of everything. He was on top. And then it's like, you know, I noticed that this year he was slipping a little bit in terms of some of the pop culture references. I am no longer the, single. The, <laughs> no longer single. <laughs> I think there's a trend here. There's, there's a trend. All right, anyways. The weekend slate, okay. DFS. <laughs> We've got on Saturday, Chiefs at Texans, Steelers at Bengals, Sunday, Seahawks at Vikings, Packers at Redskins. Running backs. Running backs. We were are, looking yeah. at this before the pod. Yeah, oh this God. this is the thing. It's bad out here. You wouldn't need a running back in DFS, especially with D'Angelo Williams out. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way. What's his injury? It's He was in a boot. He's having an MRI. A, I think it's an ankle. It's an ankle, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, and I just just side note, this pisses me off so much. Can I say that on this podcast? Yeah, Absolutely. sure. Um, so yeah, it makes me sad too because D'Angelo Williams was like one of my favorite Panthers, and like I'm like, oh, dude, he's in the playoffs. This is great. I hope he goes and gets it. Now he's hurt. It makes me sad. <laughs> I hate jerseys, but one of the only two jerseys that I own is a D'Angelo Williams jersey. A D'Angelo Williams. Uh, apparently, Mike Tomlin clarified it was a foot injury actually, okay. and he is day to day. Now, did but, you go hipster Memphis jersey? No, no. But this was like when he was. Bad, like remember this. Well, he wasn't bad, but like his first couple years in the NFL, he was really like he wasn't producing. Yeah, he was a rotational player. Yeah, he was starting. His like authentic like stitched jersey was like those things were on sale for like seventy five bucks, and I scooped one up the year before he had eighteen rushing touchdowns with Carolina. There you go. All right, so but now I never wear it because I'm a grown up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so with with the running backs like this week, it's really tough. Like. None of these guys are in a great matchup or in a great spot. Like, Marshawn Lynch is probably a guy that, like, Adrian Peterson's there, but he's also going against Seattle. Gross. Um, I do like him because he's at home, and it should be a rather close game. And he's Adrian Peterson, of course. Like, Marshawn Lynch is there. He's on the road. He's coming off his first – you know, he's coming first week back off an injury. I never like using those players. Right. And then other than that, like, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with, like, Alfred. Chuck Andrick West? I like Chuck Andrick West, Spencer but they're Ware also. Too. Spencer Ware looked good on Sunday. Yeah. Those guys you can go with. I like, I mean, I know I did this a couple weeks ago, but, and then I got burned, and then he had 100 yards this week, or this past week. But Alfred Blue, playing at home, probably going to get 20 touches in a, in a close competitive game. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a pretty good value in DFS. I and I hate chasing the good Alfred Blue game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, those are words you don't that, hear very wow. often. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it again. Here we are in 2016. <laughs> and I quote: "I hate chasing the good Alfred Blue game." Like as I'm saying, I just did this like two weeks ago, and right. it didn't work. Uh, so that's but you're going back to the well. Well, I just don't know what else to. I mean, I didn't. I don't know what else to do. Like, do you want to play one of the Washington running backs? Because we all think that they're going to beat Green Bay. Let's that's talk sh- about Eddie. Well, all right, you talk about Eddie. <laughs> He's there. He's there. He's there. He's he could the get a bunch of touches. The, uh, hold on. What's the weather forecast for Was- the Washington D.C. area? I imagine it will be cold. If I'm it's not cold and rainy, I will. I will play Eddie Lacy because he. That's where he's affected. Yeah. The thing is, in that last game too on Sunday night, they McCarthy, since he's taken over play calling, has wanted to reestablish the run early, and they were doing that effectively, and they were get gain moving the chains and stuff, and then inexplicably, he's like, Ah, let's just stop that. So. They could, watching the tape, going back to it, being like, oh, we're going to have to slow this game down, use the run to set up some play action because our wide receivers can't get open because they're slow and bad, and uh, they might feed Eddie Lacy. <laughs> so, by the way, just checking the uh, the forecast. Yes, for please. Greater Landover, Maryland yep. area. Sunday. Um, It's actually not going to be terrible. I mean, no? a high of 55 with scattered showers. That's not awful. That's, that's not cold that's, enough. That's not awful. It's not bad enough for Eddie Lacy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awful if you live in Los Angeles. You know, but uh, you which know, is what it is right now. It is. Well, actually, it is stormy. Like, okay, put back the curtain. In, in Los Angeles, you know, the joke is people freak out and they they don't drive well when it rains. Or Took me an hour to get to work. It is legitimately it storming out there. Right. It is now. true. It is true. It is legitimately storming. Doesn't matter though. Somebody could use their hose and spray the the road, and somebody would like roll their. Okay. Car well, there's in that. Los yes. Angeles because they can't handle it. But today, today, to today, car. there's a legit excuse for it. <clears throat> I'm just saying. True. I'm just saying. All right, wide receiver. Give me some. Give me some names. Good values. Favorite plays. What do we got? Uh, I mean, you know, you got Douglas. Douglas Baldwin. Yeah, I kind of like uh, Doug Baldwin. Angry Doug is out there because I mean they've just been hot right now. Yeah. I just feel like that game's going to be very low scoring. 
Minnesota's defense is pretty good. Uh, they're playing at home. Seattle, you know, on the road, not quite as good. And Maybe, but I, I look at this also, though, as a situation where the Seahawks, who were red hot, you know, last month of the season. Yeah. That defense could force some turnovers. They could get some turnovers. They could set up Russell Wilson with some okay. short fields. And, and that offense likes to attack, especially. I mean, it, it is a staple of a Pete Carroll team. When you get a turnover, especially on the plus side of the field, you are immediately going to the end zone. And so that could mean if they do get those turnovers, those interceptions, those fumble recoveries, that they're going to take some shots at the end zone with Doug Baldwin. Uh, the, also, I, I wouldn't be concerned about Seattle going on the road. They just went into, on the road and, and smacked Arizona in the <coughs> mouth. Can I just say Didn't this? did they uh, smack this team in the mouth on the road? They did, too. Or was that in Seattle? No, I think it was, that in, was Minnesota. in Minnesota. Uh, I, I'll say this: um, I actually think Seattle's on super high upset alert. Coming off really? of a get out, I'm being serious. I, I, I think I like coming it. off of a huge emotional win uh, on the road, as you mentioned, against Arizona, taking on kind of a no-name, uh, faceless team in uh, in in the Minnesota Vikings. I get Peterson's there, but you know he's not. I, I just don't. I don't think he's one of the faces of the league anymore. Um, and I just don't. I, I just think that Seattle will come. You know, have a little bit of a letdown game. I think it's going to be super close, very tight. I think Minnesota at home. I really think they could pull this one out. That doesn't necessarily have any fantasy implications, unless you're playing. You know, the the other kind of fantasy. Where, <laughs> anyways, uh, Shadow uh, League figures uh, are knocking right. on the door. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, I I just think that's. Uh, I think Seattle's on super high upset alert there. But uh, again, I don't know if that has anything to do with fantasy. But who cares? I like uh, Martavis Bryant this week. Um, what a shock. But, <laughs> oh, figure. But he had a really quiet stretch, obviously, to end the season. Yeah, we yeah. kept you know yeah. saying every week for the last three weeks yeah. how much we like Martavis Bryant. Right. His, uh, His scores the last four weeks were at Cincinnati, the same Cincinnati team. He had 8.5, uh, 3.7 against Denver, 1.5, and then 0.5 to end the season against Cleveland and Baltimore. Um so I think that that's good, though, because I think people will be off him. He's also in the value range with, like, right around Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson are right ahead of him. I think people will prefer to go there. Right. If they don't go all the way up to the top with Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, or they'll go down a little bit to guys like Tyler Lockett, James Jones. Um, and so I think that he's in, in an interesting range that people are going to overlook. Also, he's going to probably – he lines up the most on the right side of the field where he'll face off with left cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick from the Bengals, who is by far their weakest link in the secondary. Um, I was talking about this with Chris Wessling on Twitter last night while I was cranking weights in the gym. Um, <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> want to add that in there. But uh, anyways, like we were talking about like what's gone on with him these past – couple weeks and he did have a neck strain early in the first quarter or second quarter of yeah. the game last week huh all right out with um and it's just interesting that they kind of stopped taking shots to him down the field but i think that they'll probably get back to that this week especially if d'angelo williams sits they'll have to funnel more targets his way so i think it presents an interesting opportunity to get him at a rather low ownership percentage and i like that given his you know natural upside marcus grant favorite wide receiver play this week uh i mean i guess i am going back to doug baldwin again just for the the reasons i mentioned i I think that uh you know the the, we have discounted him for so long and and look i'm not going to go run out and try to grab doug baldwin early in a standard draft right next year but daily for now sure you know it's the hot hand it's not it's it's not chasing the points it's riding the hot hand and and he has been as hot as anybody out there Wiz, uh i think you know you mentioned him uh, Harmon, Jeremy Macklin's not a terrible play either because nope. of the volume he gets in that offense. He's not been on a bit of a scoring streak. Yeah. And uh, that Chiefs offense has been looking pretty good the last couple of weeks. I mean, Alex Smith made a, a boneheaded interception, I think, last week. But aside from that, I, I don't mind I don't mind him because I don't think as many people will be on him. Everybody's going to be on Antonio Brown and stuff. So Macklin could, could return a nice value for you. A lot of good NFC quarterbacks. Where are you going here in terms of daily? Cousins? Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, probably Cousins. I, I flirted with the idea of A.J. McCarron. Oh, you, you. I flirted with it. It could oh. be the Red Rifle. Uh, by the way. It could be. Well, no, I, I did see this morning that uh, it's cast the is cast off. is off, but they're still preparing as though A.J. McCarron's going to start. So. A.J. McCarron, A.J. Green stack against uh, Steelers. Definitely. <coughs> horrible secondary. Yeah, if, I mean, if I'm going McCarron, I'm, I'm throwing Green in there as the stack. Okay. Actually, Tyler Eifert as well. Ooh. That's good. Hey, well, that's uh, it's great. Uh, let's talk about tight end very quickly. Um, we got some high-profile tight ends here: Kelsey, Eifert, and Reed. Yeah. Um, are there any other plays, or of those three, who's your favorite? Matt Harmon. Uh, my favorite would probably be. I want to say Jordan Reed, but he's going to be the highest-owned guy. 
Um, I like Heath Miller a lot this week. Uh, the Bengals allowed 100 catches on the season to tight ends, which was the most in the NFL, um, but they only allowed one touchdown on the year. So I think that there's some like positive regression or negative regression, I guess, for the Bengals there. But as far as tight end scoring, I think that Heath could sneak in there for a touchdown this week. Um, other than that, it's pretty gross. I mean, so you're probably going to either look at Reed, Eifert. I don't really trust Kelsey. Kelsey? I don't nah. really trust. Yeah, Macklin. By the way, I just was – We just, just got, got a hip injury. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he missed practice with a hip injury. Kelsey did? No, no, no. Macklin. Oh, Macklin did. Yeah, I was just going to mention so, that too. Uh-oh. Yeah, so maybe that presents an opportunity for Kelsey target-wise. Okay. But I just, or, but, for or the bird or alert. Bird alert. Woo! Yes! Bird alert. That's Albert Wilson. <laughs> yeah, for, for people that don't uh, don't aren't on truthers. Um, no, but yes, yeah, Albert so, Wilson. That's interesting. Okay. All right, I, I love I love Albert Wilson so much, but um, I can't wait to write a thousand articles about him this off season. Um, but as far as tight ends go, yeah, I think it's Reed, Eifert, or Heath Miller. Other than that, I really don't want to consider any of these other guys. Wiz quarterback, favorite quarterback, and or tight end. Uh, we kind of hit him. I mentioned I don't mind Cousins. I think uh, he's playing at home where he's been statistically a lot better this year. Is Rodgers a contrarian play? He kind of is. Yeah, I was saying in one of the tournaments, I might oh I might throw it throw it Rodgers in there. Oh my. Um, but yeah, otherwise you can ride Russell Wilson too. I'm I'd st- I'm steer- steering clear of the quarterbacks in that Chiefs Texans game. Also, like the last several Steelers Bengals games have been pretty close because of that familiarity. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm jumping on and Ben Roethlisberger has been bad on the road recently he has like really bad and just kind of bad in general the last couple weeks sorry franchise but it's it's true I think I think the ones I feel best about would be Cousins or Russell Wilson but I'm sure a lot of people are going to be on them so you could throw Rodgers as a contrarian pick Rodgers as a contrarian I can't believe I'm saying it I can't believe I'm saying it so I just built a lineup here okay please sitting here talking this is what I ended up with Brian Hoyer uh stacked with DeAndre Hopkins okay uh Eddie Lacy Adrian Peterson, Martavis Bryant, A.J. Green, uh, Heath Miller, Nick Novak from the Texans as the kicker. Okay. Uh, if you're playing on a site that has kickers, I just like that because he's you know he's going to be indoors with mm-hmm. the roof closed um, this time of year. That's important. And then Washington's defense against what's left of the Green Bay offense. <laughs> so, and, and again, we talk about this a lot during the season, but, you know, I have Bryant, Green, and Miller, like, because – if one passing game goes off, the other one will have to respond and catch up. So that's an important play, especially on a short slate like this. You want to find that game where the two passing games are going to be going back and forth in order to uh, get up to the high score. And you could also do a similar thing in that uh, that Packers-Washington yes. game because that if the Packers' good. offense does somehow find some mojo with the way the Washington passing offense has been playing and how poor their secondary has played for parts of the season, Kellen Moore, I mean, they weren't. it was a meaningless game and some of the starters were up, but Kellen Moore threw for 435 on them, so... That could be another one to look for that sort of situation. I think that will be high scoring. I really do. That's uh, another one. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I, I don't think either defense is, you know, shutdown style. Uh, they like to, both both teams like to pass. I can yep. see that. I can see that game scoring some points. Yep. All right, let's get the daily dabs and get out of here. Let's do it. I actually got everything set up now, so. Sweet. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the daily dabs and hook. Give me dabs because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up dabs and bound dabs and all right, daily dap time. I feel like it's been a while since I've done this, but uh, Marcus Grant, MG, my guy. Uh, you know, because it's been a while since I've done this, I, I got a few here right now. One, yeah, I love it. Quick undap to Twitter. Okay. Um, there's talk that Twitter could expand to 10,000 characters per tweet. Why would it be 10,000? I don't know, but it's a bad idea. That's a horrible idea. It's a bad idea. See, the best part about the internet is that it's given everybody a voice. The worst part about the internet is that it's given everybody a voice. If we're giving them a louder <laughs> megaphone, that's not necessarily Well, good. I mean, and the other thing about that, too, is like Facebook already has the unlimited character. And I don't always I don't, read those. I don't go to Facebook because right. the posts are too long and uh, I'm tired of looking at cat pics. Exactly. So, that's an undap. Uh, a quick dap to Netflix and DreamWorks works yeah uh they are reviving voltron what yeah buddy the lions are coming back it has given me my new writing destiny uh i have to see you guys later it's been fun working here but now i'm <laughs> gonna go write for voltron <laughs> because that is what i've always wanted Wait, to do i what i joke with you not i was for a while watching old eps of voltron with yeah. the idea of writing a movie script for it so. oh yeah so yeah that, well, that's what i'll be doing at my desk for the next few weeks you're so la bro so um but finally, my, my real dap actually is um, I just want to dap everybody 
who listened to the podcast this year. I mean, we brought it back after you know a couple year absence. Right, was actually doing a standalone podcast. Yeah, and um, it's I've been just fun. it's been fun, and I've just really been thrilled and amazed at the way people have eaten this thing up and the tweets we get for all you guys out there listening. Uh, who are referencing things we say and, and who really seem to be into it and, and getting a hold of Amazing. it. Amazing. And, and it's been it's been great. I mean, the download numbers have been fantastic. Sure. And, and really, this isn't – it couldn't happen without uh, without all you guys out there listening. I mean, uh, Alex did a great job of helping to resurrect this thing yep. and really putting it together on a week-by-week basis. But um, Daps to the whiz, for sure. Absolutely. But it just it, – it wouldn't have mattered if nobody listened. So yep. uh, daps to everybody out there who followed along all season. Hopefully we entertained, we educated, we made things better for your fantasy season. But uh, definitely props to all of you guys for helping. It's funny, too, because we didn't really get a lot of promotional push. No, this thing <clears throat> definitely not. Not from, <laughs> not from uh, any of the uh, the league managed sites. Um, we j- it was more of an organic grassroots type deal. It was. We didn't even get cross promotion on other on other podcasts. They, they started now. They started, but uh, but I mean early on, uh, it just wasn't that. Nah, way. we were just we were the redheaded stepchild. We were <laughs> we were Harry Potter under the steps. And so I tell you what, room. yeah, man, if you were um if you were on with uh, with us from from the get go. Daps to you guys for Absolutely. sure because, I mean, you really went out of your way to find us and listen to us, so that that was great. I, I do appreciate that. No question about it. Uh, Matt Harmon, what's up? Yeah, I'll, just uh, one thing we talk about those daily fantasy stuff. I will be writing a DFS piece for the playoffs every, well, the first these next two weeks. Okay, the there you site, go. So don't forget to actually read that too. Um, my daily dap is uh, one of the Christmas gifts I got is my Fitbit, and I am obsessed with this. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know what it is, it's a little like oh. basically. Uh, it looks like I'm on house arrest with this thing <laughs> on my wrist, like, right? It's a little black band with the with the digital like yeah, things yeah. that bark at you sometimes. Um, but it tracks like your steps, your heart rate. Um, he literally every time we go anywhere, it's like gotta get my steps in. Yeah, I wonder what I'm at. I'm like, I, oh, and stop. Like yeah, <laughs> Alex. Alex loves it when I look over in the living room and I'm like, "Let's see how many steps I've taken." Today. I just also, imagine you get up and just wander around the couch a whole bunch of times. Well, actually, this is really funny. I was, in the, I got my, I upped it to twelve thousand because I was crushing ten thousand. You slackers are behind. Um, and so I upped it to twelve thousand. And yesterday it was just like I'd taken a, I'd, we we took a stroll here at work. I'd okay. Done a bunch of stuff, and then my last step was walking to the toilet in the bathroom, and it, then it, buzzed, <laughs> and it buzzed that I'd hit twelve thousand. <laughs> and then I was like, "All right, cool, I made it." But now it's great. It's really because I'm I've I lost a lot of weight a couple of years, like about a year ago, um, no, year and a half ago now, and so I'm pretty obsessed with like my health and trying to be like better about that. And especially this off season, I want to do a lot more. But this is great because it helps like keep you like motivated to do like more like steps like i don't take the elevator at work anymore because i want to get my floors in there you, you know? go so that sort of stuff so it's really great and and it's a great thing to be like obsessive about <clears throat> a lot easier to lose weight in uh southern california than it is in uh, west virginia this is true um although i've never been to west virginia <laughs> so i wouldn't know that's not true i have been but i've never been <laughs> there um also uh also south carolina very tough place to lose weight <laughs> Also, never lived there either. Well, well I or mean, your I, family did, though. Uh, that is inaccurate. They lived in the state above that, North Carolina. Oh, and I see. still do to this day. I see. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> God, I'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you, no, you won't. <laughs> uh, franchise daily daps. All right, I'm gonna stick with the music theme because the one time I went away from that, someone had already dapped what my dap was oh. last time we did the pod. Okay. But um. So Coachella announced its 2016 lineup oh, last night. Yeah. Two days early. It was Whoa. today. It's Tuesday morning right now. They were supposed to announce it Wednesday. Wait, when is it, Coachella? Uh, April. April. Oh, okay. And it came out last night on Twitter. Um, and it I'm pretty, set the world on fire. It did set the world on fire. I'm pretty excited about it. I already have my ticket. Uh, but LCD Sound System, Guns N' Roses, and Calvin, Calvin Harris are headlining. So wow, I got. Got back into the LCD sound system catalog. It's getting me all pumped up listening to Daft Punk is playing at my house and <laughs> all of their greatest hits. <laughs> and the lineup is really sick. And I think uh, Marcus Grant is going this year. I am going this year. I'm, looking forward to I'm probably going this year. Uh, too. Ice, Ice, Ice Cube's playing. Uh, Run the Jewels, The Arcs, Gary Clark Jr., Unknown Mortal Lord. I mean, there's so many. There's so many great so bands. Um, and this will be my third year. Going, I didn't know so. that you guys owned ripped jeans and uh, had furry hats. It's quite, you, guys are, you guys are ready to go. Well, now that Matt Harmon's here, he brought some out with him. 
You can't wear jeans in the desert. Yeah, man. Come on. It's like rip. I said rip jeans. You got to get the ventilation. Right. right got to right. get the ventilation in there. Right. Look, I know. Look, it's, I get it's it. In the desert, you got to prepare, yeah. man. You got to yeah, have man. like a a fanny pack with water bottles, <laughs> sunscreen. How did I get brought into this? I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Franchise's dad, but then I stopped listening for a second. Okay. It's all good. Yeah. You don't like music, so it's all good. I like music. That's what a that's, take. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Turn the heat off. That is wrong. But I yeah. don't like movies, but I like music. I'm not a crazy person. All right. All right. What do you like? That's what I want to know. What do you like? Music? Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't want to be that idiot that says, like, I like everything, but I do really like everything. No, I you mean, don't. Well, That's I, not true. No, I don't like modern country. Like, okay. That's what I don't like, but I like- George Strait. I can get down with some of that, but, like, you know, really, like, original country, like Johnny Cash and, like, the first Hank Williams. Like, like oh. outlaw country. Yeah, like outlaw country. Mm-hmm. Um, we listen wow. to that in West Virginia a lot. <laughs> of course you um, But I like, I mean, I'm a big alternative fan, and, like, folk music is really my jam. Okay, there you go. Banjos, whiny, white guys, like, that's that's <laughs> right. Weepy. Weepy, I think. Is Weepy. Good yeah. Weepy white guys with banjos. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Matthews <laughs> franchise and I connect on that. <laughs> yeah, sure, a lot yes. of Mumford and <laughs> oh man, don't get me started on Mumford and Sons because that last album was quite a change in direction. They did. And they went a little more uh, electric. Wait, they what dropped, did they, they do? They dropped the banjo completely. They they went they, they, a went, they went a little more electric yeah. and stuff. Yeah. No, they yeah. did. Uh, they changed and it, it up? was. It, it, to Why get, would you do that? I don't know, but I'm gonna get all up in my feelings for a second. Like th- th- some of their slow songs were still pretty good because it kind of had that same feel, but their up tempo stuff just it was it was not not the good. Same. Yeah, okay. Alabama Shakes is probably my favorite band out. There. They're fantastic. They're, They're good. Amazing. They're what, what is that Brandy, lady's right? name? Um, Brittany. Brittany Howard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she can freaking wail, man. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's really good. All right, Wiz, what's up? All right, quick daily dap to uh, Dan Campbell for taking it on the chin in Week 17 when he spiked his helmet and had it bounce back on his face. Dan, <laughs> that was Dan. Uh, Dan Carpenter. Dan Carpenter. Oh yeah, not, well, not Campbell, the Buffalo Bills I'm kicker. Not, not the PC principal. principal. I want to get yeah, Dan Carpenter. <laughs> excuse me, sorry. <laughs> taking it on the chin for that. Daily Depp to Netflix for announcing that they're going to release season two of Daredevil on opening night of Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. That's a that's a fun little competitive move there. I that's think a, that's, that's pretty a, cool. That sounds like a troll move. Is that trolling? It's, it's total yeah, trolling. I think so. It's total trolling from yeah, Netflix and Marvel, and I like it because I'd probably rather watch that than go see Dawn of Justice. What? And uh, Dawn of Justice does not look good. Oh, my God. The previews look amazing. What's they, wrong no, with No, they look awful. <laughs> What is wrong with they, you? I mean, Marcus if you like, in. if you yeah. like seeing Spider-Man three all over again, knock <laughs> yourself out. I am horribly offended. The, the trailers be, look awesome. <laughs> there's going to be 511 characters, about 113 storylines. None of it's going to make sense. Like they're just going to pop up and they're going to be like, "Cool." It's like it's like if when you're a kid and you have a bucket full of action figures. Yeah. It's this movie, is like <laughs> Zack Snyder took that bucket and just threw it on the floor and I was like, like "Look bucket. at this." You know what, guys? We are we are extremely divergent on this. <laughs> Marcus and I will it drink looks, bourbon and watch Daredevil. Then and you it guys looks can go good. see it. I mean, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to. <laughs> Dude, he's got wide receivers. He's got a great And out, uh, last yeah. app to New Glarus Brewing Company. It's uh, only in Wisconsin you can get these beers. But my friend brought was in Wisconsin for the holiday. Brought me back a six pack. Okay. Uh, to pick him up from the airport, so I got to drink some of it while I watched the Packers lose. It That's made me awesome. feel right at home. But New Glarus, if you're <laughs> ever if you're ever in Wisconsin, is delicious. New Glarus. New spell Glarus. that. Can you spell that? N E W space G L A R U S. Spotted cow. Two women. Okay. Moon man. So good. Man. It's delicious. And they've had lots of offers. I am thirsty all of a sudden. They have had lots of offers to sell it outside of the state, and they refuse. It's only in Wisconsin. You can only buy it in Wisconsin? They just busted a gas station in Minnesota because they had people going and buying cases, and then were reselling it in Minnesota, and they got busted for it. Oh, my God. Wow. They're, like, trying to bring back Prohibition. This is great. It's legit. I love it. If you're ever in Wisconsin, make sure you You can only buy it in Wisconsin? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? It's a Wisconsin brewery, and you can only buy it there. What the heck? All right. Well. Lots of people, like, well, anytime they're in Wisconsin, will buy cases and, like, bring it back to their house and, like, stash it there. I have friends in Illinois and stuff that would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's good. Well, I guess I'll just have to stick with my 95 microbreweries out here in California. Um, I'll give a daily dap out. <clears throat> I just got my uh, my Xbox One um, over the holidays and uh, just broke it out, set it all up, uh, broke out the old Halo 5. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. fun, man. How I've missed you, Halo. How I have missed you. My wife's super mad at me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. My baby's, like, neglected. She's only getting, like, one diaper change a day. Dude, you got to get, get, 
get baby Co some sticks. <laughs> and man, I I'm into it. I am into it. I forgot it's all fun. about it. I haven't played. I haven't played that franchise in a long time. Uh, probably three or four years. But man, it is. Uh, I'm back into it now, and I, and I'm all about it. I'm all about it. But uh, so yeah. So uh, daily daps of the sticks. Um, not to be confused with move the sticks. Dan Jeremiah, great. Uh, writer and uh, scout here, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's great, man. It's it's awesome, and uh, and so that will, I guess, do it. Since I got it for Christmas, I figured, you know, what the yeah. heck, and I haven't been on since, so I I figure I'd daily dap it before we get out of here. Nice. Um, and so yeah, that'll do it for us for today, for the franchise, for West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon, MG Marcus Grant, and the Whiskey from Wisconsin. I'm James Co. We're out. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Bucky, tell everybody what's coming up on Move the Sticks. You know, we're going to take a look at the playoff teams. We're going to do a little unique thing. We're going to rank them by position. Quarterback, running back, wide receivers, head coach, defense, who have the top five positions. They're also going to chat with our coach, Brian Bilk. That's Move the Sticks. You can check it out, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as YouTube, NFL channel, Pump in Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.